Welcome back to Middle Ground. Uh, we're recording from the Fayetteville Public Library again this week, but this time, since we're not interviewing anybody, we're in the podcast studio. There was no way three of us. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. I would get claustrophobic, I feel like, though. I When I first sat down in here, I thought I was going to feel claustrophobic, but I don't. It's big enough. I don't feel. No, yeah, it is big enough. But for no more than two people. No, no, no. So if our audio is just the best it's ever been, and you are like, wow. <laughs> Fayetteville Public Library. Yeah. The, if the more you know. Yeah, if you're in Northwest Arkansas. I feel like I've been an ad for the Fayetteville Public Library the last couple episodes. Yeah, same. Also, like, you can control, like, the, I don't know what it's called, ambient light, lights in here. Yeah. And uh, we're having a rager. Like, it's... It's like a Gen Z bedroom in here. Yeah, that is a very good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Gen Z bedroom transition TikTok up in here. I just want it one color. Yeah, it's it's wild. How do I do that? I have no idea. Oh, slow. I'm going to click slow. Ooh. Oh, that seems faster. Yeah, it does seem faster. <laughs> well, guys. Anyways. What is your grounding moment? My grounding moment... <clears throat> is let's see i have had a super busy week um i'm going to new york very last minute Mm -hmm. on monday so that is very exciting you guys know the drill my friend virginia's in town and we've been telling her like this whole time like oh you know new york's so scary again it is you know you have to be safe in new york yes but we've been like it's so bad like we shouldn't go you know we've been telling her that so we she's been like kind of bummed but like you know she understands she's like yeah you guys are american you guys know what's best and so um but in the meanwhile my mom and i have been plotting this plan to surprise her so um we surprised her yesterday we were gonna like do the whole like go to the airport like she didn't know all the things but um we just couldn't pull it off because we're flying out of dallas because it was cheaper and my brother and sister-in-law live in dallas and so Long story short, we surprised her, and she's, like, so incredibly excited, and it's her first time in the States ever, and, of course, New York's on her bucket list, so. I feel like she's hitting a lot of places while she's here. Yeah, I feel like. For a not very long trip. I know. Because you guys are doing Florida, New York, Dallas, what else? Anything else? That's it, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, but that's a lot. Are you guys going to drive anywhere from Arkansas? Yeah, we're driving to Dallas, and then... um, we're driving to Florida. Oh, wow. That's a road. So she'll get some scenery. Yeah. yeah so that, and that's what we also want to do, like a, like a traditional American road trip. Like they don't do that because they have, you know, other forms of transportation we don't have. So we were like, yeah, we're going to drive to Florida. She's like, oh, my God, that seems so long. I'm like, no, it is long. Like, yeah, it is a long trip. But so. you get to go get gas station snacks. Right. The whole experience. Yeah. And we haven't like decided which route we're going to take, but we want to take, like, a cute one. Like, at least one way, you know? I feel like there is not a cute route Not, like, a beautiful, but, like, typical American, like... Yeah, I hear what you're saying. There is a lot of typical America that you go by. Very true. Yeah, but I've been explaining to her, like, the difference between the North and the South, and, like, it's so different, and same in Italy. Like, it's the same everywhere, really. But, um... She's like, yeah, it's just so crazy because America's so big. I'm like, yeah, it's huge. Well, and there's not just the north and the south. There's no, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. North, Midwest, yes. Southeast, you know. Like. Right, all the things. And so, and then all the accents of, you know, English. Like, she has a harder time understanding Chris than us. 
Mm. And I'm like, that makes sense because I told her, like, it's sometimes hard for me to understand Chris. She's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, like, it's it's different. It's not like what we're used to. So anyways, it's been fun having her. She's been really easy, like a joy to have. So you guys have been riding bikes a lot. We did ride our bikes. She really liked that. There's a new bike trail if you are an NWA uh, goer or live here. Um, there's a new bike trail that opened in Bentonville, and it's, uh, I don't even know, it's off of Walton, and it's on the road, but you, mm, can I speak? You ride it to get to Kohler. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw this. But it's like a safer, like it's not, you're riding on the road, like you feel very safe. It's like a bike lane, and then a lane that's like the cars cannot come in. So you feel very safe. So we took her on that, and yeah, it was great. Yeah. So. That's a, I bet that was really fun. Is that like they don't do they have stuff like that? Um, they don't have like trails like we do, but they ride their bikes. But like in the city, like it's different. Right. I understand that they also have bicycles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just meant, do they have trails like that? Because I feel like Kohler is such a unique for anybody that lives anywhere in the U.S. I feel like that's a really unique yeah, experience. I think so. Yeah. And she said it was so pretty. And like it was like you're surrounded by all these trees. Like it's all shaded. Like. And we went in the morning. It's so nice. So she was like, yeah, this is really different and, like, looks American. So I was like, perfect. That's what I wanted. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Nailing it. Uh, my grounding moment. I was in Omaha this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I got to see my sisters and my mom and dad got to go, which was really exciting. My mom doesn't get to travel a ton and go to the kids' birthday parties very often just because it's hard for her to travel my sisters, neither of them have accessible homes. Uh, and so it definitely takes extra work. Like all the, like my, my mat has to be. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Uh, my mat has to be there so that all of the brother-in-laws or son-in-laws, whatever, can help carry my mom's wheelchair like up the stairs and stuff. Not, It's not a whole flight of stairs, but uh, anyway, it went really well. And I feel like usually... We're all really nervous about it, whether it's going to go well. And the weather was perfect. Oh, good. It was in, like, the upper 70s, lower 80s all weekend. Nice. Beautiful breeze. And they didn't think they were actually going to get to go to the birthday party itself because it was a pool party. And they thought it would be way too hot. But it was in the evening, 5 to 7. And it was, like, mid-70s, perfect breeze. They parked my mom in the shade. And, like, she got to be there for the whole birthday party. So sweet. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I feel like we often take that kind of stuff for granted, like the ability to go do those things. And when I watch my mom, I have a new appreciation just for that little stuff, like getting to be at the birthday party, being able to stand, being out in the heat, getting to go swimming, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like little things. We just, you know, even like I am bad about this, like, oh, I'm so sore. Like, but it's like, what? Like, I'm sore because I can move my body. Right. Because like, I got to go do some really cool activity. Yeah, like, and yeah, it really puts you in perspective. I sure. saw that you uh, took V uh, boxing. Yeah, we took her boxing. And, you know, I just, I usually like to, like, um, tell people, like, the backstory of everything. But I was like, no, I'm just going to take her because it's, like, really grungy. And I'm like, no, I don't really need to use those details. Like, it is what it is. So we take her and she, like, was so good. She's never done it before. And she was doing the, like, punching bags and the – that's not called the punching bags. No, it's a – Well, she was doing the punching bags also, but – Now that you've said that, (laughs) I don't have it. 
It the, is a the little one. The little one where you like hit it really fast. Speed bag. Speed bag, yeah. I was like, this is really embarrassing. So she's never done that before. And she was literally doing it like she's done it before. I'm really good at the speed bag. Yeah, I can imagine. But I think it's because of cup stacking because I've never boxed either. Yeah. Or like some kind That's of true. hand-eye coordination. Yeah, it is very much hand-eye coordination. Um, but she was so good. And she was like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm like, yeah, I thought you would. And she said when she goes back to Italy, she wants to start it. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So fun. So, yeah, she really enjoyed that. But, yeah. We've taken her a lot of places. Eureka Springs. You guys have been busy. So busy. That's why my voice is raspy. I'm not sick. Like, I've literally been talking to her nonstop, like, explaining things, you know, like. I thought you might bring her to the library. I was going to. So, I asked her, I was like, do you want to come to the library? And she she said yes, but then she was like, I honestly want to sleep in. Like, I'm exhausted mentally just from, like, speaking English. <laughs> For sure. And I'm like, no, I literally totally understand. So um, Chris and her are driving here, like, in an hour. The, the English part has to be mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. And I've, like... She, like, it's weird. It's funny. Like, I don't know why we do this, but every single night we, like, sit down and she asks me, like, okay, so I'm confused on, like, when you say um, I went, I'm going, I'm, you know, like, those words are, like, that's not all we've talked about. But just, like, she's, like, can you tell me when to use, like, take, took, taken? And I'm, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, we like, I do, like, a little English lesson. Not really, but just tell her. And because she's, like, I would say she's, like, 75% 75% fluent, which is amazing. That's like way more than I speak Italian. Literally, like she's amazing. And it's just little things like that. And she's like, I'd love to learn more. I'm like, yeah. So I try to correct her like when it's needed and stuff. I'm, but I'm sure being here, she's picking up so much so So quickly. fast. And yeah, she's a fast learner too, which helps a lot. But um, yeah, what was I going to say? So we do like English lessons and stuff. And so she was like, yeah, like... It's we- last night she told me this. She's like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I just feel so exhausted here. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, it's because you're literally overloading. Like, we're not speaking Italian to you. <laughs> Your brain is working so hard. Yeah, so hard. And it's like translating words that are like harder in your head. And like, she's like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. So I was like, yeah, like anytime you want to be like, I'm tapping out, like, please do that. I know that we're recording the podcast and I shouldn't make plans while we're recording the podcast, but mm-hmm. I want to be able to think about it the whole time. When they get here, can we go to Arcega's and get toast? Yes. You know, I was going to invite you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I figured I was invited, but I really want to fantasize about toast while we record. Yeah, that's fine. For I'm, I think we've talked about Arcega's so many times on here. I'm sure. But in Northwest Arkansas, there's a place called Arcega's. They have a bunch of locations. They have one on Martin Luther King by the university that's a little drive through They have like a brunch spot where you can go and get like a full service meal. They used to have one downtown that closed because of parking they're like changing parking lots and things down there but they opened a location at church and center there's also one in the light or in the library there is yes we didn't know that but there's one at church and center off the Fayetteville square and they do gourmet toast and I if I've talked about this a thousand times I'm sorry it is my obsession it's so good it is so good and it's so American like they don't have that in Italy it makes me so happy she, you, she has to get the talky one I mean, she doesn't have to because she doesn't like spicy. Oh, then she shouldn't get that. Yeah. But I think that like I never get it because I don't like Takis. But when it comes out, I'm like, that is the most American looking (laughs) meal of all time. Seriously. 
It's like avocado toast with like peppers and taki and all the things. And um, yeah, I've never even had that. But as I'm I'm saying it out loud, it sounds very uh, Spanish or Mexican, I guess, more than Spanish. But uh, I just feel like only in America do we jam it all on one piece of toast. Yeah, like all the ingredients. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we've been like, she had a hot dog. She, <laughs> we've been like packing in it. She hasn't had s'mores. So I shot a wedding on Saturday and I knew the bride and she knew that Virginia was here. And she's like, please bring Virginia. I'm like, that is so sweet. Like, I literally don't have to. And I didn't have a second shooter. But anyways, long story short, I brought her and I was like, this is an American wedding, like all the things. And they had a s'mores bar, like... Yeah, they had, like, all desserts. They didn't have a, like, traditional wedding cake. They just had, like, little desserts and a s'mores bar. And I was like, Virginia, a s'mores bar? She's like, I have no idea what that is. So I was like, yeah, I know. I'm going to explain it. And um, anyways, we left before, like, it got dark. Like, they didn't need us. It was a very intimate small wedding. And so she was like, please go home. Like, t- you're fine. Like, you're off the clock. And we didn't get to experience the s'mores. You need to come to my house. I said that on the podcast last time. We can do a fire in the backyard and yes. we can do s'mores. For sure. That'd be fun. I S'mores are so good. I don't think people can not like a s'more if they like sugar. Yeah, I think she'll like it. You know how some people don't like sweets? Yeah. I feel like if you don't like sweets, like it's a given. You're right. Not, you're not going to like that. But I love s'mores. I do too. It's just the perfect flavor combination. Yeah. And like s'mores flavored things, if it's done right, like I will eat that. I like the texture too. Like it's a lot of texture combination, you yes. know? Like the melted chocolate with, I don't like my marshmallow burnt, but I like it browned. So it's yeah. kind of crispy. Like golden. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do I. Um. Anyway. We should definitely do that. I love s'mores. So good. They bring me so much joy. Well, you want to hop into what we're talking about today? I'm going to let sure. you lead if that's okay. Okay. Um, today, <clears throat> my voice is literally gone. Um, I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but like just talked and like not necessarily gave advice, but like, you know what I'm Given our perspective on a topic. Yes. And that's yeah. a good way to word it. Um. So today we're talking about how to actively participate in life and not let it pass you by. I think culturally, like I think the conversation here needs to start with culturally. We're often told that we need to be prioritizing our future. You know, we're going to school so that we can learn to do things, so that we can get a job, so that we can, you know, be good stewards of our community, so that we can X, Y, Z, and we're trying to pick a career so that we're happy the rest of our lives, and we're trying to save money so that we can retire. And so many things that we learn are geared toward future me, future me, future me. And I think we're also really geared toward future events and big celebratory events like weddings and graduations and babies. Birthday parties even. Birthday parties, yes. And it's really easy to latch onto this idea that you're always living for the next thing instead of being present in the here and now. And I think the best thing I've ever done or been exposed to is my mom, like we talked about earlier for this. And it's because when you understand how fragile life is and how quickly and unexpectedly regardless of life can change regardless of the decisions you're making the money you're saving the job you picked 
how uh, good a person you are, how good a person you are, how structured you are, how I'm looking for a really specific word and it's not coming to me. So that's frustrating. But uh, how, you know, any of those things you are, it can still change in a blink. And when it changes is when you look back and wonder why you weren't grateful and enjoying the little things throughout. And so uh, I, a couple years ago, really realized that I was living 100% for future me. I have a really, really sometimes good perspective of like one cookie now, 20 cookies later, I'll take the 20 cookies later, Mm. which is really beneficial in some ways. But sometimes you don't Sometimes people don't get to make it to that further point and you need to learn how to enjoy the present also and not just make it all about future you. Yeah. Yeah, that is so good. And I'm going to take it back to like culturally, like I've been explaining to Virginia because, you know, I've lived in Italy and I've seen their culture. So I was explaining to her like, yeah, it's interesting like how. I live alone. Like, I live with Chris, yes, but, like, I do not live with my parents. She's like, yeah, it is really interesting because you're so young. And, like, from her perspective, she's like, that is crazy. Like, we live with our parents until we're, like, 30. Like, that's totally normal in an apartment. And I was like, yeah. And it's just so interesting how in America, like, we, you know, like, we've been talking about live for the next thing. Like, okay, we all graduate high school, like, for the most part, you know, and then we go to college and we get, we want to get to a good college and we want to do that. And then we want to, you know, hopefully find a guy or a girl to marry or if not, then you wait a little bit, you know, like it depends on each person. Yes. But like in a roundabout way, there's this timeline. But culturally, this is not necessarily what everybody does nor what everybody no. should do. But I feel like culturally there's this expectation that ideally you're going to go to elementary school, you're going to go to middle school, you're going to go to high school. Then you graduate and you go to college or technic- technical school and you get a degree in the career that you want to be in. And then the moment you're out of college, you get married. If you're a woman, after you get married, you start having children. And, you know, like I think culturally... For a lot of years, that's what it's been, and that's been the expectation. And so even though that's not how everybody does it, nor how everybody should do it, right? we're always kind of living for the next thing. I've seen this huge movement online, and I don't know if people are actually acting on it or just talking about it, about how why aren't we celebrating people's promotions or young women or men getting their own apartment for the first time or buying their first house or whatever it is the same way that we celebrate baby showers and weddings and because we have all these gift registries for these milestones that are culturally important Mm -hmm. but we're as a society hopefully starting to take the shift of like there are other things that are valuable too right and so why aren't we celebrating those things in the same way and if we're not why can't we like let's go for it right right and like even like if you know, I never wanted kids or if I don't want kids like and Frankie is my life, like a party celebrating being a dog mom and, you know, all the things like just little things like that. We just don't. And like I'm also not perfect at this at all, but it's just so interesting how like we're like, OK, check the box next. OK, what's happening? Oh, Joe's birthday is on Wednesday, you know, and like, yes, it is amazing to celebrate those things. But 
when you are in a state of living for those things and not like living for the mundane or like enjoying just day-to-day life, I feel like you're just, again, like letting it pass you by and that's not living. Right. I completely agree. Like it's not. And so like when I had super, super bad anxiety during COVID, like you guys know, I was not in a good place mentally, borderline probably depression. Like I was just so anxious all of that time and I was clinging on to okay what's next like what can I look forward to because my life right now is not good I just can't couldn't find anything that you know I tried really hard I journaled like okay today I'm grateful I can move I got out of bed my for my boyfriend for you know my mom living down the street things like that but it's just so hard when you're literally at rock bottom and I don't know where I was going with this, but I think what helped me is, you know, I read a lot of books and, you know, researched a lot. And it's like you have to find gratitude in your day to day life. Like that is what joy is, like finding joy in every single day. And so I would literally like draw every time I drove, I would roll down the windows and just feel the air like, okay. I'm present, I'm here, I'm feeling the air, I can feel how hot it is outside, how cold it is outside, Um, and even like drinking a glass of water, like feel it go down your throat, like appreciate like we have fresh water, like little things like that, and that really helped me, like really helped me. I do not have, I don't think, so the last time I had anxiety, like panic attack was probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like a lot of people often tell me I'm so positive. Like that's a phrase yes. I hear a lot. And I get offended by it almost because I feel like positive has such a negative connotation, yeah, yeah. which is really interesting. But I, I feel like positive can be so toxic because positive is almost being like, look on the bright side and this and that. And I don't feel like that's what gratitude is. No. Like I, I don't looking for the things that I have to be grateful for isn't me like trying to be little miss sunshine. It isn't this seeking of the good amongst the bad. It's literally just flipping the perspective and really paying attention to the things that we're fortunate to have. And I, I watched, uh, 1883 or oh, yeah. 1983. No, it's 1883. I didn't know that was it was a movie. Yeah, it was a series, a limited series oh, from really? Yellowstone, and it was like a back in eighteen, I think eighteen eighty three, seventeen. I don't no, know. Eight, so whatever you say, I'm gonna doesn't say yes. matter. Anyway, um, we watched that, and I had a big perspective shift while we were watching it because it's all about them doing the Oregon Trail. Okay, and uh, like all the people dying, like it's very. Um, graphic and very uh I don't know how true to like anything it was I didn't do a ton of research but I told Matt when we got done watching an episode one night I said we're so out of touch Mm, yeah like all of us our whole generation is so out of touch this is the most comfortable humans have ever been yeah you know like even uh, I and I'm not saying people aren't suffering I'm not saying it's not hard I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing things to make it better. I'm not dismissing any of that. But when we talk about a hard day from the air conditioning of our home right. with the food that we could pick up at the grocery store with our year-round fruits 
mm-hmm. you know, because we have all this technology and probably some things that aren't so good for us, right. <laughs> giving us these things year round. And we just, instead of being like, wow, this is so cool, it's become expectation. And I think that is the, the, the line is filtering your life to where just because things are good that you don't auto set your brain to that being the expectation yeah and i think that comes to acknowledging it really helps you to have that mindset to be acknowledging privileges that you have and to work through some of that stuff for sure and even like um the place i go boxing so i didn't know this so i just show up and you know, I'm in my matching sets and I show up with my boyfriend and my boyfriend's sister. Like, I'm just like, okay, working out, like that is my mindset, right? This is for a workout. And then as I'm, I've been going, I don't know, for a couple months now. And as I've been observing the other people boxing and we went to a fight, like those people, most of them, I would say like 45% of them are fighting for their lives and for food on the table for their kids. Because if you win a boxing match, you get a lot of money. And that is their job. And here I am. And I, it's not that I'm like trying to be hard on myself, but I, you know, I'm just prancing in with my matching sets. You know, they're not cheap. I have nice shoes. I have a water bottle with me. You were able to get started and buy your own stuff for it. Exactly. Like I have new boxing gloves. I have, I can pay the girl to teach me boxing. Like, it's just in the stories she's told us, I'm not going to say them on here just for reasons, but it just breaks my heart and it definitely put me in perspective. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I knew this happens in every community everywhere, but it's like when you actually see the people and know their stories and talk to them, it's like, oh my God, like how can I help? Like I don't need anything, like literally I have everything I need. And like all everyone wants is just to be loved, really, at the end of the day, to be loved by whoever they want to be loved by. To feel safe, to be fed. Yeah, like that is the bare minimum. And literally, not even the bare minimum, it's just like, that's it. Like, that's all we need. Right. But it's so hard to realize that when you're not in a safe space. For sure. And I think so few of us are in a space that we feel safe, even if we have all kinds of things to be grateful for. I think until you're somewhere like Matt and I had that conversation recently because we just got done renovating this house. It's humongous, at least to us. I know people have bigger houses, but to us and I think to most people, it feels gigantic. Yeah. And uh, it's fancy. And we're sitting in it and we're like, we're not any happier sitting in this room with the marble in the kitchen than we were sitting in the first house that we bought that was also very nice. But, you know, that that was half the size and not nearly as cool of like choices made inside of it. Uh, And we were just as happy. But you can't know that kind of stuff until you feel safe. Yeah, for sure. And you're through that. And so I, because I, I think I listen to a lot of people and I say that and they're like, well, yeah, easy for you to say you're in the house with the marble. And, and I'm like, yeah, easy for me to say. Yeah. And I, I should be the one um, saying I'm so grateful for where I am. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense or if I just sound like I'm 
preaching to the choir, but... No, I think you're making sense. It's just, uh, it's a perspective shift. And I, something that really helped me whenever I was initially trying to get in this gratitude mindset and this um, living in the moment mindset, I started really focusing on what the, like, quote unquote, mundane things were that I was doing every day. So for me, it's like brushing my teeth, taking my makeup off, brushing my hair, showering, And then I really honed in on what are the things, like the products that I'm using in those everyday things? Am I excited to use them? Do they bring me joy? What is my routine with those things, et cetera? And I started really honing in and creating little rituals with each of those things that make me happy every day. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... And that's like when I was at my low point in 2020, 2021, even, that's one thing my mom told me. She's like, you really need a morning routine. I'm like, okay, mom, whatever. Like, I'm literally, that's like the least of my worries right now, you know, it's like going through it. And she was like, yeah, like, even if it's just waking up, you don't even have to brush your hair if you don't want to, going to get a coffee, like, just do that. And I'm like, why would that help me? Like, I'm so confused why she's saying this. But it's so true. And it's not like we're saying go out and spend money, like that should bring you joy. Like, no, but it's Mm -mm. like that to me personally, like getting a coffee or biking to the coffee shop, like present day me, that's what I do. Like I love to start my day and go do that. Or I we bought a new coffee maker at home. We even make coffee at home. Like it's not like we always buy coffee, but that to start my day out walking Frankie, walking a dog also, like getting a dog in general really helped me. So that's a plus. But I walk Frankie, either walk her to the coffee shop. Anyways, I have this strict, not strict even, but just this morning routine that I always do and I've kind of fell into, but it brings me so much joy. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what a treat. Like I can start my day however I want, really. And so can you though. Like even if you have a nine to five wake up earlier like and that might sound harsh like no I need my sleep or but it's like you go to bed earlier yeah go to bed earlier I don't do this so as I'm saying this know that (laughs) last night I went to bed at 1 30 and I slept until 8 45 just (laughs) clarifying yeah I go to bed early but um I've not always I have been doing I have been doing so much better I've been getting in bed by 10 nice and trying to fall asleep by like 10 30 11 because I want to start getting up earlier because you know what I love more than anything in the entire world? Hmm. Spring and fall and even like early and late summer, uh, mornings with dew on the ground. Oh, yeah. Like I love getting to be outside and the way that it smells yes. and when it's a little bit crisp. Yes. And I like to go out on a walk or just sit on the back patio or whatever it is. I just like to be outside in that. Yeah, for sure. I know. Yeah, I I have to wake up early, not have to. And that's the other thing. Like when you switch your mindset, like I get to get up early. Like it's such a privilege. Um, So I get up early, especially in the summers, because Frankie's literal paws will burn off and I need to walk her. She has high energy. So we get up like I try to get up like 615, 630 to get out the door and walk her. And it's not like I get ready like fully or anything and literally roll out of bed and walk her. But just like the little moments with Frankie even like she's so excited that's part of her routine like she and I can feel that like she loves me like she's like so excited to go on the walk like 
it brings me so much joy. And it's just like we're literally just walking. We usually do the same loop even, but it's like that's so much joy. Well, and I know we said the solution isn't buying things, so let that be clear. But I am going to talk about some things that I purchased that were pivotal to me in those routines because I think a lot of people listening may be thinking, what did you change about your morning routine? Like, to me, I'm bored. Like, for me, I'd have the same uh, hairbrush since I was 12. <laughs> like, I had never replaced my hairbrush. It was purple Conair, and it had, like, the grippy oh, yeah. uh, with the gel in it. Yes. In the, you know what I'm talking of about. Course, yeah. yeah, so I'd had that hairbrush for, I don't know, 15 years. And it was gross, and it was, like, falling apart. And I'm obsessed with the brand Day. Yes. I use their shampoo and their conditioner, a lot of their products. But I order. they make a hairbrush. And it's pink and it's so cute and it makes me so happy. And so I ordered that. And like each morning I get to use that. And I, it it makes me excited. It wasn't like a huge splurge. I think it was like $14 maybe. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't need to replace it often. It's not like completely switching up my routine to something crazy. It's something that lasts. And it makes me happy getting to use it every day. Yeah. And so if there are things like that that you can work in and uh, that make you really happy, do it. I found a skincare routine I loved. That was really yeah. huge for me because I feel like I've tried 10 million different things and I'm just not a skincare girly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the 14 step things. And so I started using Covey, which oh, nice. is like they only have they just launched their fourth product. But they only like there are only four products and they tell you the steps. It is a, a wash. Um, in the morning, it's a vitamin C serum. And at night, it's a different kind of serum. I'm not I'm not a skincare girly. I just they just tell me. And then a moisturizer. That's it. There's no like extra. Bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, there's no extra things. There's not like and some people really bring joy in that. And that's great. If you love the bells and whistles and the long drawn out, Do like it. JC, who you guys have listened to on the podcast a lot, she loves that. And so I never want to take that away from her. But trying to do that makes me feel exhausted. So finding something like Covey that was this really easy, made me feel good and clean and I don't have to overthink it. Yeah. I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. So if... If the products that you're using in your day-to-day life right now don't bring you joy, don't feel like you need to go out and replace them with something super expensive or try a million different things. Take some time. Enjoy the research process. Find people online that you really like to follow. Like, that's how I found Day. That's how I found Covey. Like, they're by people that I really admire and enjoy following along with. And they did not lead me astray. They have really cool things that they're doing and so uh, find that inspiration online or wherever it it can be in your day-to-day life too talk to your friends talk to your family talk to people that you admire and look up to and seem to be in the mindset that you want yeah exactly one thing I do which I guess would cost you money if you don't have this but maybe you have this at home already um I shower in the dark with two candles so like, Ooh, I feel like most people have candles, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this might be not be life changing to you, but so I shower in the dark with two candles always, literally always. And I play like high frequency uh, musics and sounds. So there's a couple and um, just like for bad energy, like cleansing bad energy, and they tell you what they are. So I 
click one for whatever I want to feel that day. And then I take a shower. And Chris, like, and I've been doing this probably, it's a new thing, but I've been doing it probably for like six months. And I love it. Like, it literally brings me so much joy. And Chris, like, at the beginning, he's like, that is really weird. Like, you cannot see anything. And I'm like, you know what? I shower in the dark. You do? With candlelight. Yeah, but yeah. I, I almost always shower in the dark. Yeah, and he's like, you can't see anything. And I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm not telling you to, you know, shower, shower in, the in the dark. dark. I'm going to shower in the dark. He's like, okay, like, if that brings you joy. I'm like, yeah, like, it does. I love it. And I don't know if it's a swimming thing, but I love, like, water and it being not pitch black or anything, but, like, it being dark allows me to really get in the mindset of, like, I can feel the water yes. hitting my skin. And I can, like, I think when you can break things down to such a, no, yeah. a level of I'm not thinking about anything that's stressful in life. And I wanted to clarify in all of this. This doesn't mean not having bad days. This doesn't mean having things you're frustrated about. Because, like, for me, I have had a really hard year with my mental health I having G had postpartum depression that I feel like kind of rocked a lot of things that I was already struggling with that maybe I was somehow like forcing my way through and I have struggled for the first time in my life with depression and just a lot of things this year it has been really hard and um so I don't want to belittle and say well it's going to fix your life and it's going to be everything's going to be perfect if you're just grateful because this year has been hard and I I have had days where I'm just like I don't know if I'm ever going to make it to the other side of this yeah but still having gratitude and being grateful keeps things livable right you know yeah. And, and it's not – never am I saying, well, I'm able to walk, so I shouldn't feel bad about anything. That's not the purpose of any of this. It, it is – they exist separately. Two things can be true. You can be grateful for the fact that you have mobility and health, and you can be really frustrated that your mental is not where you want it to be or that your bank account isn't where you want it to be or your work review didn't come back how you wanted it to. Two of those things can exist at the same time. Yeah. And the thing is, having them exist at the same time is what keeps life from feeling so heavy. For sure. And, like, you, you're you going to explain this better, but you've told me, like, and back to what you said at the beginning, that us as humans and, like, now, present day, the majority of us are comfortable. Right. We're comfortable human beings. We have clothes. We don't have to go and kill our food and make it and skin the deer, you know. We have endless entertainment on Literally. a little device on our, in our hands. Literally. And it's so, it's like baffling. Not like in a bad way, but it's like almost because it's like, are we out of touch? Absolutely. Like, are we, how are we like, how do we get here? That's what right. I think. Like. And I think the really important part when we're saying that is I want to be absolutely clear that I'm not saying those with a little should be grateful that they have at least that little because it's better than it used to be. That's not what we're saying. I think that if the majority is so unbelievably comfortable or like there's a minority that's so unbelievably comfortable, we should be sharing that comfort throughout in some capacity. But in general... As people, it's wild that we are having the mental health crisis that we are and people are as sad as they are. 
because there is so much comfort. Yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is so interesting when you actually think about it. But, like, again, we understand. Like, we, well, we also as humans struggle. Well, we don't have any perspective for what hardship is yeah. anymore. Well, that's not true. That's really – that's a, a strong take. But what I mean by that is none of us are out working in the fields all day and then it not raining and them all dying and all of our work, like, going to shit. Aren't, oh, my God. Gosh, is that you or oh me? Oh my god, that was me. That was so scary. Sorry, everyone. That was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we don't have perspective of like working out in our on our farm all day long, rain not coming. I mean, some people do. So, some yeah, people yeah. are still farming and understand where our food comes from, and thank God for them. Seriously, because wow. But most of us are so out of touch with how things end up at the grocery store. and Like the systems of all of it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's people are so upset right now because food's so much more expensive. But they haven't seen how the whole process is breaking down. Like, we should be scared. No, yeah. And not scared, like, panicked. But we should be doing work as individuals to, like... Help out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we don't even know how to because no. we don't even know about it. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that wild? Wild. Like just a few generations and we're totally – anyway, I'm now off on a tangent. Yeah. But but no, to this point, like – so Chris's mother works for Walmart. Um, if you live in, in D- NWA, a lot of people work for Walmart. And Chris's mom – like I have people that work for Walmart in my life, but like she's obviously the closest. So she tells us a lot of things like just about her day. And it blows my mind. And yeah. she uh, works in a lot of things, but one of the things she does is over-the-counter medicine. So all the medicine you see on the shelf, she's the one that literally finds the ingredients, makes it the cheapest, like does all – it's a hard, hard job she has. So she was explaining – we went to lunch with her with Virginia like a couple of days ago. And she was like, oh, like I'm so stressed. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like how can we help? And she's like, well, no, no, it's it's fine. But, like, a TikTok went viral of a brand we make. She works for Equate. So they do, like, I think it's Spring Valley, Valley um, Vitamins mm-hmm. and all of those things. And so she said a TikTok went viral, like viral, viral, of a girl that said, take these and they'll help you bloat, like, or reduce bloating. And she said they're all sold out. And she explained, like, the systems of the whole thing. She's like, but we have to wait a month to re, you know, even start remaking it because Walmart only gets a week of the whole month to manufacture things. So we have to wait a whole another three weeks. But everyone's like, where's all this stuff? So she's stressed and, you know, the manufacturer's stressed. Everyone's stressed. The customer's mad. And it's like, oh, my God, you don't even know that. Well, and customers don't understand the behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. So the customer's mad. And then here's little Simone, not that she's little or old, but it's like she's working so hard to get the ingredients to put on the shelf so that we can buy it. Well, and I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding of how business works in general. Um, With people, I remember being in just out of college, I was working at a boutique and a girl that worked the floor she was seeing like the behind the scenes of what things cost for like uh, us to purchase. So like, for instance, it's very common for like a top that costs $15 is going to cost like at cost for the business is going to be $32 retail. Yeah. 
And she was like, do you see that we're buying this for 15 and then we're selling it for $32? Like, that's ridiculous. We could sell it for 16 Right. And I'm like, okay, but who's going to pay for you to work. work the floor and put the things out and tag everything and pay for the building and have the lights on and to pay the rack, like put the racks out and then pay for the website and pay for the business owner and her family. Right. <laughs> or and his family. Right. Yeah. And the the taxes and the employment taxes. Like, I think there's just like a fundamental misunderstanding of how business works. Yeah. In a, for a lot of people. For a lot of people. That's why the cost of things are getting so expensive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, but there's people like trying that's the thing too like Simone my boyfriend's mother tries so hard to get it the lowest price because Walmart is you know save money live better it's the lowest price right and she tries so hard and then there's people like "Ah, it's two cents higher which I get I get it that it's not fun to pay for more you know when a month ago it was two cents lower I understand that. But then when you see this moan, she's like, I literally cannot make it any lower. Like, right. it's physically impossible. And it just, like, puts things in perspective. It's like, yeah, like, I get it, you know? Well, and you see that these businesses are making billions of dollars, which is interesting. I, I, I'd be really interested to see a breakdown of, like, how all that works. Because, like, where are they making the billion dollars? Why are they, you know? Because I, I know. think we as people assume, like, oh, well, the medicine must be way marked up or everything must be way marked up or whatever it is. But it's interesting because a lot of times there are whole sections that they're only losing money on Yeah. in order to keep it at that accessible price point. And then they're making tons of money off of other things, which is helping them. Pay. Like, it, it's just very, I'm not saying everything's perfect or okay yeah, yeah, or yeah. defending Walmart because Walmart obviously has lots of things that they could do to be better and all that. But right. Anyway, we've gotten off track. Yeah. <laughs> be um, grateful. That's yeah. The point. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of today is try and find gratitude in the small things in your life. And finding gratitude in that will help you be present in your day to day. And being present in your day to day will help you be happier overall. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And like even... I know this is a very privileged thing, but even if you have the means to travel, I really, really recommend it because even Virginia can tell with us um, just being here for a week. She's like, you guys don't seem that American. Yes, we are American. She knows we are. And she does say yes in some ways. Of course, you're American. But like she's like, you've almost adapted this kind of lifestyle that's like not you know, very typical here. And I'm like, yes. And I want to encourage like anyone listening to this, like you don't have to live in a box of whatever culture, whatever you're experiencing, like you can make your own path. I also would note that I think your generation's changing a lot of that. Yeah, I think so too. Like I I think that, I think millennials have really tried (laughs) and I, I feel like some of us haven't been given the tools to adequately do it. Some of us have done it. Yeah. Um, and others haven't. But I feel like Gen Z's coming in here and they're learning from a lot of the mistakes we made and Gen X made and is looking all of that. And the majority, at least of your generation that I interact with, is not giving in to this idea of there is a way you're supposed to do things. Yeah. And they're getting out and going after what they want. And they're 
leveraging, I mean, you saw, I don't know her name. I wish that I did right now. We can share her TikTok on stories. But uh, the girl who was body shamed by the, I believe he's a representative, House representative, but maybe he's a senator. Uh, And uh, like saying that she was, I don't remember what he said, but he insulted her appearance and like tried to invalidate her point as a um, abortion activist uh, because of her appearance. And she's leveraged his tweet into $2 million in donations to um, abortion funds in the United States. Wow. And she's part of the Gen Z for change. And watching it has been really interesting because I'm like, you guys aren't messing around. No. Not messing around. (laughs) You don't have the fear that I feel like a lot of especially like the older people in our generation and the millennial generation had because we were all like we were the only ones. And now I feel like I I like to center myself and like think that millennials have had some kind of help, I guess. To me, I'm like, I feel like your generation feels safe because you have a generation above you that I feel like mostly is trying to cheer you on and help you. But I mean, you guys have done it yourself. So anyway, I just want to note that I think that that's where that's really changing. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's such a good point. And I don't think we have tolerance. Like we, our tolerance is so low and it's <laughs> like that. I don't stand for that. Like you need to change or get out of my life like that yeah. or like realize what you're doing is wrong, you know? Um, and I think it's going to be even stronger with the generation below you. I hope so. Because the generation below you is being raised by millennials and they're, they're like, no, you don't have to. I know. Yeah. You don't have to hang out with people. if They don't make you feel good. Right. Which is a complete script flipped. And I, I think it's it's going to be interesting. It'll come with all its own traumas and problems. Yeah, no, exactly. I have yeah. no doubt. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. To it'll see. be interesting, like, what are, like, Gen Z, who Gen Z raises. I know. Like, that's terrifying. <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fine. Like, it'll all work out. But, yeah. Um, and then the world will be perfect. Of course. Ha-ha. Gen Z babies. Yeah. You know. Gen, yeah. Running around. That's what we all think, but... We just create a whole new uh, set of problems, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And traumas. We and overcorrect everything. one way or another. We overthink it. Yeah. All the things. So. Well, this I, was fun. This was fun. I like recording at the library. So do I. Hopefully the audio is perfect and you love us to death. Yeah. Well, we can't record at the library if we're going to do a video version, which I'm hoping we're going to. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Where can they find you? Caroline Stelty on all the things. You can find me at Joe Johnson Overby. And Middle Ground Podcast at Middle Ground Podcast. Email us at hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. And you can go visit our website. You can listen to the podcast on the website. You can contact us via the website. Write a review. Oh, yeah. Go to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Rate us. We love that. Join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group. We love our Facebook group. It's our favorite. Poppin'. So Poppin'. come talk to us. We'll have good talks. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.